This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 128, the HypnoThoughts Live 2017 keynote. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. What an amazing experience. Hey there, it's Jason Lynette, fresh and back from Las Vegas after spending about 10 days out there for HypnoThoughts Live 2017. Uh, great experience. I attended the two-day pre-conference with Kevin Lay and Carl Smith, their Fast Techniques presentation, outstanding workshop if you ever get a chance to uh, learn from them, and then stuck around two days afterwards and presented my Hypnotic Products two-day business master course. It was a sold-out event, 30 students in the room, all pumped, all excited to get out there and build their own hypnotic products. Now, I have to take this moment and give a huge thank you to Scott Sandland and Richard Clark for the invite to actually Friday night give the keynote address to really kick off this event. Um, the keynote address, uh, mind you, being the opening act, in my opinion, for the first annual Hypno Bowl 2017, the first ever bowling tournament in the hypnotic profession, which turned out to be an outstanding event of just people getting together, meeting each other, and just having a good time in a really wonderful environment. So I reached out to Scott, I reached out to Richard, and I got their thumbs up to share the actual keynote talk that I gave Friday night that I simply titled The Hypnotist, An Entrepreneur and Artist. And in this presentation, what I do is I hit on some themes, of course, of all things in terms of the mindset for helping your clients produce change, the mindset for making your business even more profitable, though quite honestly, a lot of the time was really spent addressing some of the things that I really feel needed to be shared in terms of building a better community inside of our hypnotic profession. There's a little bit too much of an us versus them right now in politics inside of everything. And really, we're all here, as I like to say, we help people. Uh, and again, identifying myself as a stage hypnotist at times with a hypnotherapist heart. So the mindsets towards change, the mindsets towards bringing us all together and really working and helping each other out and advancing our profession, redefining what we do. So I'm going to give you a couple of options here. Option number one is continue to listen to this program right here as a podcast. Or you could also head over to worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash htlive2017. So HT as in HypnoThoughts, Live, L-I-V-E, and then the number is 2017. Because what we're also going to do is we're going to replicate the video of the presentation in the show notes over at WorkSmartHypnosis.com. So again, if you're listening in a place that just the audio is what's convenient to you, keep on listening here or head over to WorkSmartHypnosis.com forward slash HT Live 2017, and that'll redirect over to the show notes for this uh, for this week's session, and also give you the access to the video of the presentation as well. It was a great event; about 700 people in the audience, and a standing ovation at the end of it. So, 
Perhaps for my for my enjoyment, I'd like you to watch the video, but this audio is here for your convenience as well to help it reach an even greater audience and, and make the changes that this really ought to create in our profession. So with that in mind, let's jump right in. This is session number 128, the HypnoThoughts Live 2017 Keynote. Interesting story. There's a woman who is looking to change the scope of her life. She had been grown up, she had been led to believe this belief system that you go off, you get the job, and that's security, right? You get the paycheck, you get the benefits, and that provides the safety. In the course of the last three years, she had been laid off three times, and her job had been removed twice. This old lie was no longer the case. She looks to hypnosis. She was a previous client, and she finds a new avenue to get out there and help people. Yet more importantly, there she is now, taking charge of her own life, moving things forward in a much better direction. There's a story of a man, a man who had not left his home, not left his own yard for several years. Just staying around his own home, his own yard, the family took very good care of him. And what's interesting is after just one encounter with hypnosis, he gets in his car, he drives three hours down the road, he visits a church that he had not attended in several years. There's another story that comes to mind, a story of a woman that she had defined herself for all these years as a person who just always struggled with her health. It was always a problem, it was always some sort of difficulty. She decides to redefine herself as somebody who takes better care of her health, somebody who is focused on fitness, somebody who feeds herself in a way to give herself the best nutrition possible. 26.2 miles later, as she crosses that marathon finish line, that encounter she had with hypnosis has forever changed her life. There's a story of the father, the father who's there and his son, his son only about 12 years old, and it's the father who's in tears because his son is now pain-free. But we're not just talking about hypnotherapy here. We're also talking about all things hypnosis. What about entertainment? What about stage hypnosis? There's that moment where the entertainer, the event planner comes up to me. End of a program, the event planner comes up to me and the event planner is in tears. Of course, the first thought is, what the hell did I do wrong? <laughs> but as she's there, she's explaining to me that she has not seen her father laugh in about 10 years. Ten years ago, mother, his wife, passed away. She had not seen him laugh in all of that time. These are stories of my clients. These are stories that have come through my office, that have come through the experiences that I've had over the years. And many of you have similar stories as well. Though my question to you inside of all of this is that are we as capable for change as much as our clients are? Do we have that ability to rapidly shift things in a brand new direction the way that day in, day out, those of you that are seeing clients, those of you that are doing programs, those of you that are educating the public, do we have that ability to rapidly shift as we've seen our own clients do that? So there's a theme that I want to share here. It, it's a mindset that it really inspires me, this mindset of the origin story. The interesting thing about that concept of an origin story, we can look at this whole culture around superheroes. 
And what's interesting about this is that you look back at some of the history around entertainment. It used to be that the actor doing the movie, playing the role of a superhero, that was the kiss of death of their career. That was the end of it. They were forever branded. That's all they can be. Now there is no greater catalyst for one of these performers, one of these actors, to really jumpstart their career and bring things to new levels. So we all have different origin stories inside of what we do, and there's experiences to be gathered here inside of this room. Experiences. To ask yourself, what was it that made you want to be a hypnotist in the first place? What was that chance encounter that had to happen to set it all in motion? What was that catalyst that set that change in motion and you could not go back to that old way? There's a lot of talk about passion in what we do, and the common advice is, Find something that you're passionate about and follow it and the world would take care of it. If you do something that you love, this idea that if you follow your passion, you're never going to have, a work, have to work a day in your life. If you follow your passion, that's enough to get things up in motion and get things launched. And I'd share with you as somebody that has consulted with hypnotists around the world, thousands of people who have interacted me, whether live or in some sort of digital format or some distance format, passion is not enough. Passion is what we need to get that change process in motion. Pra passion is what we need to get that catalyst ignited. And again, we need knowledge. We need several things in addition to passion. We need knowledge. We're all here together at HypnoThoughts Live to learn and grow and interact with each other. We need strategies. We need techniques. We're here to model the experiences that each other has had to find out what's working and what's not working. We need techniques to grow our business. We need techniques to get out there and be found by the general public. And as we expand this conversation all around hypnosis and where we're taking it in the future, we ought to review our ethics, the way that we talk about things, the way that we interact with each other, the way that we bring it all together. And above all of this, the solution to so much of it is we need to strengthen this community. We've got to bring all of us together in a format that we're sharing that conversation. We're interacting with each other as peers. There are not enough audience out there that can benefit from a program as there are stage hypnotists to fill that need. There are not enough hypnotherapists out there to work with the number of people who can benefit from the service. So it's about time we start acting like the community, working together as the community that we absolutely are. So as we explore passion, I share a passion project of my own, that I built this brand of the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast. This whole idea of working smart, and there's a bit of a misnomer inside of that. The idea of working smart, it builds the idea that it's all easy. It builds the idea that it's all effortless when that is not the case. Much of the work is very, very hard. Much of the work is very tiring. Much of the work takes long hours, but it's about working smart, perhaps a Better name would be that of working optimally, but somehow the work optimally hypnosis podcast really just didn't have a ring to it. So we set that off to the side. So this idea again of working optimally, and it's as we work together here, I've been invited by Scott, I've been invited by Richard to share many of these messages with you here this evening. So this lends itself to passion, this lends itself to effort, as the themes of this talk tonight are around artistry and entrepreneurship. Though again, as we explore these ideas, as we explore these ideas of passion and effort, and we bring these into these themes of artistry and art entrepreneurship, what is that vision? What are those tactics? How do we bring all of us here together? 
So there's a common quote that you've probably read before. It's a best-selling book, Outliers, by Malcolm Gladwell. He talks about putting in that 10,000 hours, putting in that effort, putting in the work to actually do this. Rather than looking for the shortcuts, rather than looking for that path to get there a whole lot faster, what are the methods we can put into place? The challenge becomes, of that 10,000 hours, where does that measurement officially begin? Where does the story absolutely start? My name is Jason Lynette. I got into all of this years ago, back in 2001. I'm at my college. It's the welcome week, and many of you have the same story. There you were, maybe in high school, maybe there you were in college, and someone came and they did a stage hypnosis show. And the first interaction with it was actually seeing that experience, people up on stage being hypnotized, doing some really outlandish things. Now, the first experience that I ever had, I came originally from a career working in theater. I wasn't acting, I wasn't directing, I wasn't designing. I was in stage management. It was my job to take all those creative people and make them get along. That's not psychological training. I don't know what is. It was the job of being the wizard behind the curtain. Now, as the stage hypnotist, for those of you that know of him, it was Tom DeLuca, a real pioneer in the stage hypnosis industry. There was Tom on stage, and Tom made a funny mistake involving his program. He randomly selected volunteers from the audience, as he should have, yet he randomly selected most of my friends. Most of my friends were acting majors. So you had most of the audience now checking out, oh, those are all actors, this is all fake, I don't buy it for a moment. And I am there in absolute conviction. And I still say this joke to this day and they don't like it, but to be fair, they're no longer actors. My friends were not that good of actors, they eventually switched their majors and went on to other things. <laughs> so it's that experience, again, that beautiful dual reality where part of the audience is checking out, this can't be real, those are all actors. And I'm there watching and going, he's not that good. Wow, I gotta get into this. And how many of you, just by a show of hands, your first encounter was, again, that same experience of watching that stage hypnosis show. Many of you, similar experiences. Many of you, perhaps, being that client in the office, going through your own personal change, and again, just that little bit of a catalyst, that little bit of a passion in the right direction, and then looking backwards, you could not go back to that old way. This is that moment where that spark ignites. This is that moment where things begin to move forward. So at this point, the program that I do, the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, it's been downloaded more than 100,000 times all around the world. And inside of that, it came back to that passion of a community such as this one. People gathering together and just having that conversation. People gathering together and talking about what they do, talking about what they were passionate about. Though this presentation tonight is not just about me, it's about all of us. It's about addressing the nuances of where we're going to take all of this in the next hundred years, where we're going to take all of this in terms of moving forward. So who are we? We're different titles. We all use different names for all of what we do. We all basically agree on the same concepts at the core, yet we call it different things. We're hypnotists. We're hypnotherapists. We're stage hypnotists. We're comedy hypnotists. We're consulting hypnotists. We're hypno coaches. We're NLP practitioners. We're all talking the same language here. We're all talking about the same basic themes. Though the question of, is hypnosis a passion or is it a craft? Is it a profession? Is it a craft? Where exactly do we fall inside of all of this? Well, at its core, we first have to have that ignite, that moment where things begin, where that process, where there's that bit of a catalyst that sets it all in motion. We're told to follow our passion Though, how do we do that as hypnotists? Because we're not introduced to hypnosis as we're in elementary school. 
we're not introduced to it for the most part in college, there has to be that moment where something happens. Something happens, and we can't go back to that old way. The old model of the world simply doesn't work the way that we did it before. So it only took a moment for most of us here together in this room. It only took a moment for that passion to start. So using our wonderful hypnotic language patterns here, if it only takes a moment for that passion to start, we can shift that pattern in a brand new direction, in a brand new focus, and begin to talk about things rather differently here. So let's take this moment and fully acknowledge the reality that so much of our community, so much of it as we gather together, we treat so much of this as being the gospel. This is the way things are done. No, you have to do that technique in that specific order. If you don't use this technique, you're not going to get permanent results if you're not using this specific system. At which point, I just have to politely say, let's take a step back and relax <laughs> and realize that so much of what we talk about is only about 100 years old. So much of the terminology, so much of the principles, so much of the vocabulary, we've only been doing this for a short span of time. Even to look at the lineage of hypnosis, here's a span of history where the concept of using this ability within the mind to address habits and behaviors really wasn't the dialogue. It was about getting people to that state of mind where they could connect with their members of their community. Getting to that state of mind where they could step outside of their body and medical procedures could be done. So we've come so far in this short span of time, what's the next phase of where we're taking all of this? So perhaps it's that moment where we ought to begin to redefine hypnosis. Because again, we're using the same terminology that we've been using for only about 100 years. So let's begin to upgrade some things. Let's begin to update some things. And even if this is only a private conversation inside of this room, it begins to allow us to begin to think differently about what we do and bring it to new audiences. So perhaps we could redefine hypnosis as being that state of heightened receptivity that opening up of the mind and letting the information flow in. Taking that conscious knowledge that a person likely already has. It's where as a client calls me up to come into my office, I'm looking for that moment to reframe the fact that you're already doing this hypnosis thing. Let me just show you how to do it better. So as we begin to redefine how we talk about it, it's how as we redefine what we talk about as hypnosis about what is going to happen rather than what's not going to happen. We get ourselves out of this dark ages of having to dispel myths and misconceptions, which yes, that community still exists. Yet at the same time, as we upgrade our talk, as we upgrade our thinking, we better educate the public. So perhaps rather than this old concept of suggestibility, a bit of an outdated word that has some other connotations attached to it, what about receptivity? Though what's interesting is in all things information learning in terms of all things self-improvement, one of the most trending topics right now is this concept of accelerated learning. How do we take information and integrate it rapidly? How does a person read a book and fold in those skills? How do we model the success of what someone else is doing, replicate those strategies, and put it into ourselves so we can do the same and serve a greater audience? So it's to take that moment and realize that even if from our own private conversations, we start to rebrand things as being this process that facilitates that accelerated learning. That's what we're helping our clients do. So whether it's a person in your office working to let go of a habit, working to overcome a fear, or whether it's that moment where here's a person on stage in an entertainment program, 
taking a step away from all the stress, all the challenge of whatever's been there up until now, and stepping into a better reality for just a few moments. And then taking that happiness, taking that joy along with them. As we facilitate that mindset of accelerated learning, we have that ability to begin to bridge the gap into some of the most trending topics that are out there right now. So learning how to fly comfortably, learning how to live without pain, learning how to laugh again, learning how to live as a non-smoker. Though inside of this, as we're talking about entrepreneurship, building a business, as well as the artistry that goes in, it becomes a moment that it's a little helpful to point out a couple of challenges that these are challenges that as I do my interactions, as I attend events like this, as I talk within the communities that I run, as I go to other events that are out there, challenges that I consistently see are ones that we as a community need to address. And they're challenges that, quite honestly, I've had to deal with myself. Challenges that when it's that person who calls me up, hey, could you help me with this marketing thing? Hey, could you show me how to make this Facebook thing work? Could you show me how to get my website found better? So often, whatever's holding them back from actually putting those strategies into place are these three little challenges that are often there. And just as a pre-frame of where we're about to go, I'm going to present the challenges, then give you solutions to them. My goal is not to depress the hell out of you and then say, let's go bowling. <laughs> no, let's talk about some of these issues. Let's give you some actionable strategies inside of this. So one of the challenges that I often run into, whether it's opening up shops, seeing the clients, getting out there, talking about what you do, it's this little thing often referred to as savior syndrome. Savior syndrome. Because I'm helping people. I'm helping people, therefore it's slightly dishonest. I am earning a living from people's pain, from people's challenges. I'll give you a little bit of a nuance here. Uh, there's a time in my life that I refer to as being BC. Uh, in terms of years, but for me, BC stands for before children. Uh, now that I have a four-year-old and a six-year-old, there was a beautiful moment in my history where my wife was working a full-time job in DC. We were living in Alexandria. She had a long commute, and I looked at my schedule and went, hey, I can burn out now. Hey, why not? <laughs> and I was seeing upwards of nine or 10 appointments a day, about five or six days a week, and just this marathon-style schedule. Nowadays, I like to have dinner with my kids. I like to be with them in the morning. So this time frame of BC, this, again, bringing back to this mindset of savior syndrome, that there'd be this concern that here are people coming in with their challenges and how dare I be the one to profit from people's problems. A little nuance of this, which is kind of secondary, is I'd hear this dialogue, well, people come in with their problems, people come in with what's troubling them, and that just wears you down. How was I able to see upwards of 30, 40, sometimes 50 appointments in a week, full-blown sessions, these weren't just groups I'm passing off, no, these were all one-to-one. -one. Because as they walk in the door, identify with them as the result, see them as the result, bring them along for the ride, and that's where every session becomes a good to great experience. Every session becomes exhilarating. So this mindset of savior syndrome, at its core, it's approaching the change process from a rather negative place. They're already in front of you. You already have the end of the story. It's catching them up to where they are now and what they can do about it. So this would hold back people in their business as well, that who am I to say I'm a hypnotist? Who am I to get out there and say I have this ability? And it's where taking this moment, let's give you some solutions of the savior syndrome. It's to take that moment and to take stock, to take assets of where you are at this point in time. And to realize that what is the service that we're providing? We're helping to facilitate that change. We're helping to accelerate that process. There are people out there, yes, there absolutely are people out there who produce amazing changes in their life, 
because one day they just wake up and they notice things are different. That's what we're helping to facilitate with this hypnotic process. Even in the stage environment, the experience where someone is stepping outside of what was accepted before, what was normal before, and now things are different. To begin to break away from what's there. So inside of Savior Syndrome is to take that moment, let's give you a solution here, is to take that moment and realize the real service you're providing. To really put value behind what you're doing. Because so many people, perhaps it's the other side, they're not just holding themselves back, they're massively undervaluing what they do. Massively undervaluing that change. Think back to the stories that I opened with. Here's this person who completely changed her own life as a result of being a client, but now has stepped out and is actively seeing people as well, helping them too. Here's this person that no longer defines herself as her problem state, and now she is picture of health, taking care of herself. Here's this person launching a business, quitting smoking. We are changing lives. Take that moment and give this process the value that it has and realize it's that moment to really stand up and be proud of the work that we do. Another challenge that's often there is this idea of superhero syndrome. This is my personal favorite one. Uh, superhero syndrome, this idea that no one can do it as good as me. Or even worse, this idea that no one can do it as good as me, therefore I have to do it all myself. Now there's two sides of this, and not to twist the knife too negatively on this one, the first side of it is this mindset of I have to do it all myself. I need to do this, I need to do that. Well, I can't do that marketing thing because I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to set up the iPad the way you do it. I can't do that. Which is where I proudly stand here and share with you, I don't know how most of my stuff works. I don't. And when it breaks, I am doomed. But the experience of being able to be that wizard behind the curtain. One of my favorite writers, uh, Tim Ferriss, Four Hour Workweek, beautiful book. If you haven't read it, go buy it tonight. Four Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. He would point out that if your time is worth 20 to $25 an hour and someone else will do a portion of that for $10 an hour, it's a bad use of your resources. Now, let's take a moment and point out, I've met most of you here, I'm pretty sure most of you are worth more than $25 an hour. <laughs> You're worth a whole lot more than that. And with full love and full respect, I love all of you and all the work that you do. You're an outstanding hypnotist. You're a crappy website designer. Embrace it. <laughs> Learn your skills, unless you come from a graphic design background of case. Let's chat. I have a need. But that experience of finding something that you're good at and setting it off to someone else. I mean, realize this. You have spent nearly $1,000 to be here at this event. In terms of the registration, pre and post if you're doing those, hotel, travel, all the airline and everything. So give someone 20 bucks so your business card looks better. Give someone 20 bucks so your audio gets edited by a professional and then you have that time to then produce more content, see a client, be there at home with your family. Take this moment and embrace what your skill absolutely is. There's another aspect of superhero syndrome that uh, some of these are themes some of you have heard me chat about before on the podcast, other places. There's an aspect of superhero syndrome that I got to chat about, though. And it's this place where there's this tone of negativity sometimes that no one can do the work as well as I can. No one can do the work as well as I do. And if you want to see some of that, pop into most of the Facebook groups and online forums that are often there. Where here's this person, they get up on television, they do this thing, and the infighting, the criticism. Oh, I could have done it better, which, respectfully, if you could have done it better, you would have been on that program before that other individual. So it becomes that moment that we as a community need to connect better with each other. It becomes that moment to say, congratulations. 
to share that with your own communities where appropriate, to support each other in better ways. If it's that moment that you're a hypnotherapist, you're working with clients, and here's the day you were an hour late returning a phone call, and they say, hey, I've already booked with this person. Rather than start to undercut, rather than start to swipe, rather than say, oh, he's no good, I do it better. Instead to say that moment, take that experience, future pace that client's success. Oh, he does outstanding work. Tell him I said hi, I hear wonderful things. When we do that, we all win. When we do that, we all bond together and we start to work together and share this dialogue in a much more positive way. So it's where as we work together, discovering our value, really connecting with each other. Though the interesting thing that holds most of us back though, so it's that moment again, superhero syndrome, give yourself that moment to accept where you are and what you can achieve and realize that we're all growing, we're all moving forward. There's another amazing quote by an author by the name of John Acuff. The quote is, and I heard this wrong the first time, now I have it right, <laughs> it is never compare your beginning to someone else's middle. I first heard it as never compare your beginning to someone else's end. It's even better now that it's never compare your beginning to someone else's middle. We all start somewhere. They're all in these different journeys. So where you see this person at this point, realize they're still in motion as well. Again, there's this change process that's constantly in motion. Though another challenge that we ought to overcome together is that of imposter syndrome. As I interact with people, as I meet so many people, even so far today, oh, I was trained years ago and I haven't taken that leap yet. I was trained so many years ago and I haven't done anything with it yet. This fear that who am I to stand up in my local community and say, I'm a hypnotist, this is the work that I do. That concern around who am I to say that I have the right to do this. And as I would comfortably say to you, it's that moment to give yourself that little bit of a hypnotic hug <laughs> and discover your own inner awesomeness. There's a story of a woman who was taking one of my classes and it was a weekend-based class. We would do a module, we'd go away for a week or two, we'd come back together. And she comes in just completely downtrodden, completely sad from the experience the next time we're together. And she says, yeah, but my family was saying, nobody's gonna come see a hypnotist. Oh, and they were saying, you need to call it something else. You need to refer to it as another name. I don't know if I should even do this work, which is that moment to point out that the issue was not what the family members were saying. The issue was she was agreeing with them. Take this moment and recognize, set up what we call a Google News Alert. Go to Google, set up a Google News Alert and start to see all the amazing press that we're getting. All the stories of this person on this television program, this person in the media, this person getting out there and making a difference, events such as this, getting attention. That opportunity to realize we have every right to be here. And again, never compare your beginning to someone else's middle. It's the old story. As a wise friend of mine once said, Sean Michael Anders, we all wish we could call back our first client and say, no, really, I got better, please come back. <laughs> Which I actually had that experience. She came back the first session, I had no clue. <laughs> Six years later, she calls up, you know, I don't think I was interested in quitting smoking, let me come back to you. Oh, okay, great, she comes in, we do the work. Wow, that was different than last time. <laughs> yeah, I sucked last time. <laughs> And said, oh yeah, it was a different process. Where you came in with different goals, whatever hypnobabble I could come up with. <laughs> so that opportunity to again discover your own inner awesomeness. This becomes a moment to read your own testimonials. This becomes a moment to review your own successes. Because there are those days where perhaps here's this bit of infighting that happens online, which we gotta bring an end to that, we gotta work together. Here's this moment where someone's out there saying something negative, here's this moment, and there comes that time just to take that step back 
And here's all these testimonials from your clients over the years. Here's this person whose life has changed. Here's the applause at the end of a stage program. Take that moment and acknowledge that. Really integrate that. When someone is thanking you, when someone is complimenting you, listen, integrate it. Because these are moments that we all need because this is what inspires to take it all to much, much bigger, bigger levels. Realize just how far you've gone, come. So we need to support each other better. And there comes a point to stand up and be proud of what you do, what you're capable of doing, what changes your clients have achieved. But there also comes that moment for all of us as this community to share that spotlight, to say, look what this person has done. Look, they're a hypnotist, I'm a hypnotist, we all work together. Let's make this more collaborative, let's bring it all together. And there's more solutions inside of this. More solutions as well. The solutions of wear your hats. Wear your hats. And no, you all got fidget spinners, I'm not also giving you hats. The experience of recognizing what these hats are. As we take on these roles in our hypnosis businesses, in our community, in all the work that we do, there's three prongs of it. You've got to be the practitioner. You've got to be the technician actually there, putting in that 10,000 hours and doing the work. And that's where there is no excuse other than experience. The more we do this, the better we get at it. Take the story of the woman comes in, first time ever working with a non-smoker, crash and burn, six years later, yes, we got this now, we know what to do. So to accept that role as the technician, the practitioner inside of what we do. We've also gotta be that business owner, we've gotta be that entrepreneur. To look at the scope of the business and begin to divide out all the things that we're capable of. How do I best do them? How do I put it all together? Though inside of it, we've also got to be that community member as well. So it's where as we support each other, we all grow together. So in the role of the practitioner, this is where you are the technician. I have to inappropriately quote the movie Taken with Liam Neeson because you all have a particular set of skills. A particular set of skills that you've likely achieved over a long career. And to take that moment and embrace those tools, embrace those techniques, and to take this moment, there's a metaphor that I live by now. I'm visiting with a friend of mine who owns a gym in Alexandria, Virginia, and we're talking about meta-analysis and research studies and this thing versus that thing. And he points to all of his gym equipment and he says, you know what I like about all this stuff? It all works. You just have to use it. You just have to put it into use. There's not one that's a perfect fit. Find the one you like. That's the one that's going to start to get your results. And that's the same answer for our hypnosis community. All these techniques are valid. All these techniques are good. And as we put them all together, it's how you as that artist takes that incoming story, meshes it with what that person needs, and puts it together. There's a Home Depot up the road. You cannot go there, buy a hammer, save the receipt, go back the next day, excuse me, I'm really sorry, this one doesn't work, could I get a new one? <laughs> they would laugh at you. <laughs> Though, this is horrible, a student of mine did that one day just to test it out, he goes, they were very friendly to me. Uh, <laughs> the tool is only as good as you put it into use. So rather than this us versus them, this technique versus that technique, it's how you adapt it for the client. Because for that one strategy you might have been led to believe is absolutely bad, don't use that one. Here comes this client and it's the perfect fit. Listen to your client. This is what it means to be client-centered. As the business owner, as the technician inside of how we put it all together, it's that moment again of embracing what are your skills? What are those things that you do extremely well? What are experiences you have from other professions, other backgrounds that are every reason why you ought to be here in this room here today? 
And again, it's that moment of embracing what your skill is. And there's an amazing statistic that was shared a couple of years ago, pointing out some of the most successful Fortune 500 companies, the more they hired out, the more their companies grew. And there's a whole way of doing outsourcing in a way that, again, it doesn't have to break the bank. Again, I stand here proudly and say the fact that I have membership communities running, all these videos on YouTube. And even though you're here with me in this room right now, and probably not on your phones, hopefully, I'm probably still following you on Facebook. <laughs> it's that experience that I don't know how most of this works, but I know how to describe the user experience. I know how to reach out to those people who have that other artistic vision. They have a different set of passion. They have a different particular set of skills, and they bring it all together. But none of this has any value unless we all connect better as a community. There's an incredible moment, an incredible moment that happened here on this stage in this room a couple of years ago. An event involving two people that unfortunately aren't with us here at this event this year, this night, I don't believe so. Uh, it's a moment where Zoilita Grant stood on this stage and she shared the story of everything that had been going on in the state of Colorado. Everything that she had been going through in terms of the challenges she was having and the amazing story where magical Michael Elner swooped in and something that he was able to share, something he was able to provide, was that catalyst that helped to resolve much of those challenges. That didn't happen just because they were the same members of a certain paying organization. That didn't happen just out of professional courtesy. That was because we all connected together, out of friendship, out of respect, out of going, here is someone in our community, and as they win, we win as well. So as we bring it all together, it's that experience again to bring everybody together as we all connect, we all grow. So realize that we all win when we do these things. So the work we do is extremely serious. It is. People are coming in with challenging issues. And realize that as I started off as a stage hypnotist, I define it that I was a stage hypnotist with a hypnotherapist heart. Because yes, we're there to create laughter. Yes, we're there to entertain. Yet, at its core, we are there to create a solution. We are there to solve a problem. Those of you working with high schools, here's the moment to share a positive, inspirational message. Here's the moment where the family has saved for their vacation, and here they are on this trip, and here's this entertainment program that allows them to laugh together, share an experience, and share the stories afterwards. This stuff has staying value far beyond much of what we do. This is all much bigger than just the people in this room. So the work we do is extremely serious, yet there comes that time for all of us to take a step back and relax. Never compare your beginning to someone else's middle. We're kind of still in the middle of all of this, aren't we? There's new research involving neuroscience, the directions and what we know are possible in the brain, and the story is constantly changing. So as we connect together as this community, we share these successes together. We're here to connect with each other. So it becomes that moment that as we're here together in this room every day for lunch, sit with people you don't know. Take that moment, walk up to somebody you haven't met before, and whether they're an instructor, whether they're a trainer, whether you've seen their information before, whether it's someone you just don't know, walk over, talk, interact. Again, the whole program that I do, the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast, it's about capturing those conversations. So it's where, again, taking that step forward, the truth of it is um, you all just get to listen to it. I do it for myself. That's my ongoing education. That's my opportunity that we're only here together at these events a few times a year, and I want to have a conversation with this person. I want to have a conversation with that person. 
I want to highlight this amazing work this person is doing and share that spotlight. It's not that opportunity to say, look, we're on the same level. It's this, look what we can do together. We do serious work. But it says we gather together and we approach it from a state of love and care and passion for each other to share a laugh together, to do something fun together, to interact, to have these stories, to go bowling, <laughs> to put on pajamas, to have that experience and bring everybody together and have that common shared experience because here's that moment where this person's in need and we're able to come back together. To have that moment where this person needs a hand and we're able to help out. To have that moment where you have that specific need and you have a network of about 700 other people you can reach out to and say, here's what's going on, what do you need? It's the story behind the HypnoThoughts website. You can look on there, post of mine from many years ago. Hey, a client's coming in for this, what would you do? That as we connect that community together, that's what helps us to grow, that's what helps us to thrive. Now realize these roles. When you shortcut any of them, you shortcut the results. So that opportunity to become the technician, which you're all here, you're all here, attend as much as you can. And I don't get a kickback from this, but buy the audios. Because when you're in one specific program, there's a dozen other that are going on that you can't be for. This is what my mobile library is. I'm in my car, I'm listening to this. Continue that education, continue to refine. The moment where you can say, I already know that, it's the time to realize, no you don't, it's time to review it. Find another mechanism. To take that responsibility as a student, as a person who is actively working, you don't need the entire experience to be life-changing. Sometimes it's just that one sentence. It's just that one nuance. It's that one way to do that one technique a little bit differently or do that one little advertising thing a little bit differently and then the business takes off. If you shortcut any of these, these roles, they never go away. You're always the business owner, you're always the technician, and we're always a part of this community. So as we bring all of it together, that's when all of us grow. That's when all of us benefit. So let's talk about growth. I'd encourage you all to think bigger. Again, the history of so much of this is that it began with this process that didn't have a name. Someone slapped their own name on it. A hundred years later, it was rebranded as something else. Give us a hundred years, we'll have other names, other topics. Challenge the model. The way that we always go, that's how it always works. This is the way it forms in. This is the way you work with people. It's constantly changing. Think bigger about what you do. It's the story of years ago. There I was hosting an ongoing meetup, and it was the same people at the meetup every single month, which was an awesome experience, but to find that mechanism to reach a much bigger audience. That's when I launched the podcast. That's where every single week, thousands of people are interacting with that, watching videos on YouTube, interacting with me even when I'm here with you. As you think bigger, whatever models you have found yourself so comfortable inside of, it's that moment to take a step back and go, I can do that better. What happens if I change this up? And it's where we test everything, see what works, see what modifies. The discovery of what doesn't work is still a discovery as well. So as you challenge that model, you bring it to new levels as well. And you're always that community monitor. You're always that community member. So as we combine all these themes together, there's an inspirational story to share here. Story of a man that uh, woke up one cold February morning and as the alarm clock was going off playing the song I Got You Babe by Sonny and Cher, the weatherman suddenly realized it was Groundhog's Day all over again. 
And Bill Murray's character in the now classic movie Groundhog's Day had to relive the same day over and over and over until he got it right. Until he was able to figure out how to save the life of the stranger, to connect people together, to unite a community, to fall in love. So this story of a movie, a comedy movie, where someone gets to revisit the experience over and over, that's what we get to do as hypnotists. That's what we get to do inside of our communities. It's another story of another young man, a young man who is on a never-ending quest to save his girlfriend, who happened to be a princess, and he with his brother, uh, both of them plumbers, uh, not just regular brothers, but Super Mario brothers, that experience where they would venture out and trying to save the princess. They'd get to the end, but unfortunately the princess was always at another castle. These references are going to get more and more niche specific till I'm only entertaining Karen. Uh, the experience of what would happen? You'd fall down the hole in Super Mario Brothers, but that's okay because you had another life and you knew to jump over the hole the next time. And here came the next opportunity where here's a goofy looking turtle and you'd run face first into it and the game would come to an end, but that's okay because you had another life at the end. This video game mindset to bring that into all that you do. How do I do this better? How do I improve upon this? How do I continue growing with all that I do? How do you change that model in such a way? So it really requires that you be suggestible. The same thing we ask of our hypnosis clients is what I'm encouraging you all to do. To take that moment, what's working? How do I mix it up? How do I fold in that new nuance? How do I put it in there? And it's where inside of this, my encouragement to you is establish that ground. Establish that base. Beautifully inappropriate story. Little 12-year-old boy, we'll call him Michael, is in my office. Michael has decided that when he grows up, he wants to work for NASA. He wants to be a rocket scientist. Yet up until now, years old, his grades were hideous. He wasn't paying attention in school. He wasn't doing his homework. He himself realized, I got to do something about this. In a beautiful, honest moment, out of the mouths of babes, 12-year-old Michael says something that his mother blushes wonderfully about. Well, I feel like I've been half-assing everything in school. I think when I go back the next school year, I need to whole-ass my goals. <laughs> and my friends, I'm asking you to whole-ass everything in hypnosis. <laughs> Your education, your growth, your efforts with clients, that opportunity to go into every experience, whether stage, whether seeing clients, whether working with students, whether reaching a global community, whatever it is, put even more effort into it. Because again, video gamer mindset, Bill Murray, Groundhog's Day, every time we get to do it better and better. We get to refine what we do, we get to improve upon what we do in brand new ways. So as you establish that grounding, that's when you get to be that entrepreneur. Now realize, again, we're a profession that's relatively young. This is all relatively new. Though the quote that I love, another reference here, Lorne Michaels, creator and longtime producer of Saturday Night Live. The quote would be, whether we're ready or not, the show goes live at 11.30. Whether we're ready or not. So back to the imposter syndrome, back to the savior, back to the superhero. There comes that moment just to take that leap and not look back at the old way. Be appreciative of what was there before, but here's what I can do differently now. Here's how I can bring it all to brand new levels. So some actions to you. First of all, be the artist. Push the envelope. Look at what's possible. Years ago, you can't do this, you can't do that. Now it's the norm. There used to be a time where, again, information on demand. We can be in front of an audience 
in a matter of moments. There can be a specific niche market you want to go after inside of your business, and there are mechanisms now that you can get out there and be in front of those people right away. If there's a specific community that you realize is being underserved, to take that artistic vision, what is it that I can provide for these people to get to that place to move forward? What is that vision that I can move forward? So there are some action steps here to fold in. My challenge to you as a hypnotist, as a business owner, as a member of this community, to ask yourself that question of what can you do to evolve? What can you do to bring this community together? What can you do to become that, that catalyst for all this change? Whether it's those of you that are instructors, whether it's those of you that are seeing clients, those of you that are approaching your audiences, what is it you can do to spread that message even greater, even bigger? To bring us all together and think bigger about what's possible. To be that artist, to be that entrepreneur, to realize we're just getting started here. Thank you so much for being with me here this evening. <laughs> Again, I'm Jason Lynette. Let's go bowling. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's Jason Lynette once again, and thank you so much for interacting with this program. Thank you so much for your ongoing feedback, whether it's the positive reviews over on iTunes, sharing this content on Facebook, on Twitter, and all your favorite social media streams. And again, I'd really encourage you to continue this conversation inside of my own personal libraries. Because rather than offering you trainings, rather than selling you products, instead, it's an opportunity to step inside of a community. So one option would be for those of you that are ready to grow your business and take your success to new levels. And for that, join us over at hypnoticbusinesssystems.com, hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. That is the Netflix for your hypnosis business training library. You get an all-access pass to my What's Working Now library everything from the ground up, whether it's finding your office space as a hypnotist to pricing strategies, as well as everything up from there to selling on the phone, ethical influence, as well as some really supercharged stuff such as Facebook marketing. My entire webinar system is revealed inside of there, how to run an outstanding successful hypnosis business. Whether you're a hypnotherapist or a stage hypnotist, all of the content will easily apply to you. Or another community, perhaps there's those of you out there that need to punch up your hypnosis skills. And for that, join us over at hypnoticworkers.com. Hypnotic Workers is the entire all-access pass to my choose-your-own-adventure hypnosis training library. And we don't need any more scripts as hypnotists. Instead, we need transcripts. So inside of Hypnotic Workers, in addition to all the deepening strategies, induction methods, and change strategies, and techniques for change you won't find anywhere else, you're also going to get real client sessions. Several times a client has come in and I've asked them to respectfully sign a waiver and I make that video available to you for your education. Learn more over at hypnoticworkers.com. So grow your business at Hypnotic Business Systems and improve your skills at Hypnotic Workers. Either way, I will see you on the inside. Make it rain. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com.